0: From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast.
1: It's Friday,
2: May 11th, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Andre Henry, yo, over there on the ones and twos, our our illustrious producer, my brother Chandler String, hello, on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey, hello, hello, and all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, author, speaker, (laughs) podcaster, our newest cast
3: member, Annie F Downs, hi, gents, good morning. All right, this is it. It's week
2: two of two episodes, so uh, another one in the can. If you didn't, uh, if you're a normal kind of Friday night downloader, go check your feed. There's a Wednesday show waiting for you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're in the grand experiment this month. We are uh, feeling out going to two shows a week, and so far so good. We've yeah. we've enjoyed it. The response has been good. The sponsors like it. More content for you guys. Um, yeah. In yeah, fact, we, and let,
1: let me give this teaser for Friday's show, <laughs>
2: which is tune the one in for Andy to. Minio. Oh, Stay
1: Wednesday for, for the show. Lighthouse Wednesday. takes Wednesday show. Oh, Say for, windy, <laughs> where, for, for, for Wednesday. Well, for Wednesday show. Shows. <laughs> tune in, tune in for Andy Minio. Yeah. Stay. Yeah. For the Lighthouse takes, they get
0: hot. <laughs> 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 we did.
2: We, we broke down uh, Donald Glover, Kanye. And Lighthouses. And Lighthouses. Um, <laughs> All the issues. All the feels pertinent, about burning, right
1: cultural conversations. We have our finger on the pulse of what the American people want to talk All about. All the important mm-hmm. things All that are keeping
0: you up at night.
1: Yeah, That's right. It, it, you know, and not so much Lighthouse, but it was Lighthouse Keepers. Right. Yes,
0: exactly. Lighthouse Keepers right. Right. was most
2: of yep. it, so. uh, That was Wednesday's episode. Actually, so the cool thing is, by going to two a week, uh, what, the thing that really sparked this shift for us was we had too many... Great guests than mm. then we could squeeze in on on uh, one show, and so uh, this this week on Wednesday we had Andy Minio, and today on today's show, none other than Christine Kane is joining us. Oh, I
3: love her.
2: She's wow. uh, I believe she just appeared on a on a list recently. She did. As did N. E. F.
0: Downs. Yeah, that's right. On uh, the same uh, list. Yeah. Of uh, same list. Uh,
2: you, you wrote the 12
0: list. twelve really of effective, of effective women preachers you should know
2: about. I, when I saw our headline of effective, I was like, "Well, that's weird." And then, <laughs> and, then and then when
0: I, oh, okay, okay, we're we're actually
2: fixing somebody it was kind else's of a list. Clap exactly. Back. It yeah. was kind of a clapback. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, was totally, kind of. It totally was a clapback. I was very proud of us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you, well, I, it was funny because Andre and I went back. I mean, little people on the court and Andre and I kind of went back and forth on the headline. Yeah. We're like, "Well, people get the connection," but we're like, "We." Got to do it. It's yeah. the same day. We have. Yeah. To if do it, it was a yeah. couple
2: days later, no, we changed the headline. But the fact that we were fixing a list that had been released that day, right? Yeah, you have to use the same
0: weird terms. Indeed. There you
1: oh, go. oh. Can can I tell before we get? I know we got a lot to get to today, but I have a I have a story that um, something that happened to me. That has been on my mind, and I just want to just get it off my chest if that's cool. Just
3: get it off your chest, buddy. That's so, why we're here. This
1: weekend, I'm driving back into my neighborhood from running some errands, and uh, all, by the side of the curb, I see a gigantic pile of garbage. But it looks like there's cool stuff in there. Like these people are moving, and just they don't even have any bags. They just shoved it out on the curb, you know. And I don't know technically what the law is, but my understanding that's free for all. It like is. they don't own that anymore. Yeah. Like if it's yeah. on the curb, it wasn't garbage day. But if it's on the curb, I'm free to, to... And it was bagged up? It wasn't bagged up, but I'm free okay, to rifle okay. through it at that point, right? <laughs> Legally? So for sure.
3: Yes, yes. Okay,
1: so I, I pull over my car, and I begin rifling through this giant pile of stuff. Did I you mean, really? Yes. You're that guy? Well, here's the thing. Nice. Here's the thing. I, usually, I'm not that guy. Usually, I'm not that guy. But I saw two surfboards, a boogie board, and a foosball table. Oh, wow. Okay? You wouldn't rifle through that? Dude, I
2: literally just this weekend put a foosball table out at the curb. Like that's so
1: crazy. (laughs) Did someone take it? Did Did someone take it before garbage day? (laughs) Yeah. Somebody. Yeah, of course somebody took it. You
2: don't leave a foosball. Did you drive
3: to Orlando to go through Chandler? I mean, that's how I got a
2: canoe. A, a, a neighbor put a, a kind of a old canoe out and with a note saying, here you go, if you want it. And I yeah. hauled it to my house and I'm re- <laughs> hey, refurbishing was no this canoe. No. I was going to say,
0: wait, somebody <laughs> put a canoe out for trash day. <laughs> a canoe. A full size
2: 200 pound canoe. Listen, that
0: is definitely not how you dispose of a canoe. <laughs> I
2: know. Well, how do you Thank dispose you. of a canoe? I am
0: no expert here. That's what I'm saying. They just left
2: it out there with a the note. Like, please take it. Like, and <laughs> Like, oh, funny. yeah. Okay,
1: cool. I got a canoe. So anyway, I'm rifling. I'm rifling through everything, pondering my options. Like, how much do I want this dirty old food table that's been rained on? And out of the corner of my eye, down the street, this is true. I see a, a, like a a, a a truck that I pulled into a driveway. The door was open, and it start and it's rolling away. <laughs> is that free <gasps> for the taking? I'm like, as well? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. yeah well that so i speed i jump in my car because my car is still running and i speed over there i slam on the brakes like and i jump out and i start sprinting i'm like dude this is like my die hard moment right here <laughs> i'm gonna jump in that car i'm gonna jump in that car and i'm gonna commandeer it and slam on the brakes before it like oh, just drives gosh. and hits the house like i was so pumped i'm like sprinting like I said, like I felt like the rock or something. I'm just sprinting full speed and I'm about to dive in the door when another guy who was like at the front door, whose tr- whose truck it was jumped in. Like he, he saw it out of the corner of his eye slightly after I did. And I didn't see him till the last second. He jumped in and slammed on the brakes and he was like, uh, he was like, Oh man, that was crazy. And I was like, really, I was kind of upset. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, you just stole my action hero moment, man. I have a story to tell that I chase this thing down you just jumped in front of me I felt like it was his mistake he should have let me take the glory <laughs> yeah, well, yeah am I right to be like a little irritated because I haven't seen anything about you it it you since it happened go
2: back down the block and load up that foosball table in the back of his truck
1: right and take it home for you
3: that's yeah. the right thing to do yeah yeah,
1: exactly. Hey, hey, you got a pickup truck, chief? How,
3: that's the real question. Did you take yeah, the exactly. foosball table? I need,
1: I need help. Do you have a home? smelly, uh, kind of damp <laughs> foosball table in your home right now? Oh, I mean it's. I'm, I'm sitting my laptop on it right now to record. <laughs> I mean these things are versatile, man. <laughs> Yes, I can have people over at parties and, and play it. You know, it's unfair because the in front of one goal is dry rotted and there's a large hole. So it's really hard to score in that one. But still, it's a, right. it's a fine piece of
3: furniture. You know, I mean, how does a truck roll away like that? It's not on. No, no,
1: I think he how left it, it on, but he didn't. He, did, he thought he put it in park, but he didn't put it. Uh, in, he just left it in drive
3: mm-hmm.
1: or a neutral. or something. Oh, like just rolled. It yeah, on. but it was going to be a really cool move by me. The
2: the canoe I got had a hole in it as well. It's oh my fi- god! Fiberglass canoe and uh and but I just went down and learn I watched some videos online on how do you do fiberglass and you and YouTubed I it.
1: did it. I fixed wow. it. Wow! So. You know what I would have done? I would have watched videos on how to fix fiberglass and be like, too much work. I'm putting this up. (laughs) (laughs) But I would have dragged it over to my neighbor's curb when I already got it. Instead of going to my curb, (laughs) this is going, you know, still hits. If you need any
2: surfboards or or kayaks or anything uh, fashioned for you, I can now make (laughs) water vessels out of fiberglass (laughs) in my backyard. So um restoring a canoe with my kid i mean their junk our our treasure right it's cool it's cool like sanding it down we're yeah. gonna paint it i got a couple of cool wood seats for it the seats that rotted out but mm-hmm. yeah there you go we got yeah. a canoe.
3: Cameron, can i ask an important question yeah is this the right time to do a check-in on y'all's training
2: oh before for, you start uh, training? okay so a couple of things uh the hood to coast race uh I'm I'm running in late August. Jesse has not yet officially registered, but he will be on our team as well. But he's drinking well.
3: Gatorade like yeah. he's hydrating. So that's what made me wonder. Well, this is the
2: difference between me and Jesse. He's, he's He started training before registering. I registered, hadn't started training. You know, so like this is the, our two personalities. He just goes for sure. it, but doesn't follow through on the details.
1: They'll figure themselves out. A <laughs> 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 little, little word to
0: the wise, so little wisdom. Wow, uh, so
2: so the hood to coast race is, is okay, so I've been saying off the top of my head because in my head i'm I'm running with team world Vision and it and we are trying to raise money for clean water for South Sudan. Mm. And so each member of the team, um, each of the, it's a 200 mile race from Mount Hood to the coast, And it goes over 24 hours, and and like you run through the night, you have this team, you're in a van, you take turns, like it's a relay race. And um, Andre,
3: you you won't even believe the rest of the story when you hear how Cameron's not training. Well, they, well, they, (laughs) I
2: I, I thought because of World Vision in my head, Seattle, you know, it's Uh not Seattle, Mount Hood is Portland, the whole thing's in Portland. So I'm glad I didn't book my tickets, but,
1: um, yeah, so it's the Did whole you, thing That's is so- what I, Cameron, had you over prepared, had you been a responsible adult and bought tickets, you'd be in the wrong city, Chief. Yeah. You just
0: gotta <laughs> play it as it comes. So
2: I got all the packets and stuff of like the training regimen because I am not a runner. I have not run more than a mile in my life. And so I'm very scared about this, honestly. Like, my mom, I was telling my parents about it the other day at lunch and and my mom's like, what, is that like some bucket list for you? Like, why are you doing this? I'm like, (laughs) no, like, it's not like a bucket list. I'm not, it's just, part of it is, obviously, it's a very good cause. Right. You know, I believe in the cause Mm -hmm. and part of it is, Sometimes in life you gotta say yes to stuff that scares you. Yeah. You know? Words. And like say yes before you think it through. Like just g- like commit, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah. what Otherwise this is for me. Right. Yeah. I'll never do it. Right. And so uh training started Monday, uh, May seventh. And and there's a literally six days a week of training. Goodness. Thing, whatever. And I mean, it was easy. It's that whole like couch to five K kind awesome. of mindset right now, Annie. It's like twenty minutes, so, easy. So
3: did you go run on Monday? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Great. Yeah, so oh, I did yeah, the
2: twenty how, how minutes, do do? kind of breaking into it. Jesse keeps sending me these running app things where he's running circles
1: around Virginia. <laughs> like, hey, just did my twelve <laughs> miles, screenshotting, and I text him in a mocking well, fashion uh, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I motivate by trash talk. I dog. made it down to yeah, the end of the
2: right. block and back. Hey, I got a sweet canoe out of the deal, but I got, I just made yeah. it down to the end of the
1: down to the end of the block.
2: But. I
3: couldn't run back because I was carrying a canoe. Yeah,
1: I dragged a
2: canoe <laughs> back. This is, this, is,
1: this is a little inside baseball, but Cameron, who won the Indy Indiana Cleveland series. Uh, I don't Is that baseball? Oh, oh, basketball. No, no. The, oh, uh, Cleveland. Yeah. And it was because of the performance of LeBron James. Now, they, oh, if he didn't have yeah. Lance Stevenson in his face, irritating the heck out of them, the yeah. whole game talking trash. Right. Do you think you, they, they might not want, they weren't playing well. Cameron, I am your Lance Stevenson right now. I I'm think, in your grill. <laughs> I'm blowing in your ear.
3: I'm trying to get in there. <laughs> yeah. no, do less of that. Do less of that.
2: I, I, I get it. I I see what you're doing. It's going to work. It's going to work. It's It's just because you're annoying me so much right now and leaving me in the dust (laughs) that is like...
1: Hey, there was, a, there was a point in that Cleveland, Indiana series where LeBron James went up for a dunk. Lance Stevenson had no play on the ball. So he just went and slapped the top of LeBron's head as hard as he can I in an it. effort to rub off his hair plugs. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, and LeBron came down and was literally. Did you see this play, Cameron? Uh-huh. I went on Twitter to make sure, I, like, I was the only one who noticed this. And Twitter, sorry no. about it. And the rest of the series, i I'm, look, LeBron is a superhuman, but his one weakness is that patchy hair he's got. And I think, I think. Lance literally rubbed out some hair plugs. Oh That's the level gosh. I need to get I need to be for you, Cameron. Yeah. I need to be that annoying <laughs> in order to really get your competitive you fire training. going.
2: I yeah, I did. I mean it's I'm one really of those things of you, that bud. it's crawl walk run, and if you don't take the first step, you won't ever run, right? So it's like I I took the, the first And the training step. starts mm-hmm. that slow.
3: The training starts like a couch to five k. Well, the there's one they gave there's
2: you. two two training regimens. One's intermediate uh, to the race, and one's yeah. beginner to the race. Mm-hmm. The intermediate day one, you're three and a half miles. That's your you know goodness. It, beginner day one, literally, actually this is true. Um, day day uh, day two was twenty minutes easy. It said easy, just get out there for twenty minutes. Day two, day one just had an X on it, like. Just, oh. just, psych yourself up. Just think about really? it. Yeah, honestly,
1: the beginner one, like on Monday, day one is just wrap your brain <laughs> around, around what's going to happen. Gonna happen. That you are I appreciated braining. it. Day, 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 <laughs> day <laughs> four just says day four. That one just says nah. <laughs> 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 you don't have to. So, uh, but, oh, hey, good
2: pretty on soon, you I'm I want, you. Hey, We're not going to talk about this too much for the next three months. I mean, you know, a lot of people run; it's not a big deal. But uh, Jesse and I are doing this for a good cause, and so we'll give you guys updates uh, as it gets closer and ways maybe. So you I can, do
3: care though. I really yeah. care about your survival here. Well my
2: mom my mom, she's like, Well this that just sounds dumb and painful. Like why would you do that? And I'm mm. like, I was just you know, I'm I i do not know. It's just one of those things I want to do. And she's like, you know, well, the problem is the elevation. She goes, You remember when you were a child you had bronchial asthma? She goes Oh wow. She's <laughs> like, when, where does the race start? Uh, it was on Mount Hood at 6,000 foot elevation. Oh, good. You start at 6,000 feet and you run down, but it's not like a down all the way down. You kind of go up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the Portland terrain. She goes, you cannot prepare for that. Like in running here right. in Florida at yeah. 20 feet above sea level, your lungs will not be prepared for that. Yeah, even mm. like an
1: experienced runner here would have a lot of Problems. problems,
2: yeah, right. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and, and she's and like,
3: the same thoughts. I don't,
1: I don't believe, I don't believe. I know that's what I'm here. saying. I'm Mount like, you're my, Hood, I put Mount Hood on my dream board, and <laughs> I, just, dream I just, i just visioning it into But my existence. mother is literally that's, going, I'm Oprah, you, style. you could die. Like, why would you do this? Like, mm. you can't, you cannot
2: prepare for this. Is there, I'm like, a, thanks for this positive affirmation <laughs> and believe in me. Is
0: there any way that you could simulate that at all? Like, I don't know I think they have yeah. those like mask things that you gym. can
3: yeah. You could wear a mask.
0: Yeah.
2: the I I saw somebody training, I saw footage of some athlete training and he was running like on a treadmill and he had some sort of mask over his face. It wasn't an oxygen mask, yeah. it wasn't plugged in anything, it was just like to deprive of oxygen. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And like builds up your, your lung stamina or something. I don't mm-hmm. know.
1: You also know. look like a cool super villain if you're running around the neighborhood. <laughs> <of them. laughs> you really freak people out. When they when you see a guy running down the street with like a futuristic Darth Vader mask on, you think something bad has happened. Uh, you like, that's, but, the, guy uh, my my sure.
3: that's yeah. the guy who took my that canoe for sure. That's the guy who took
1: my canoe. running around, stealing canoes. Yeah. I put the canoe out so the lacquer would dry <laughs> and, and somebody uh. stole it. Do you believe it? I was refurbishing it with my son and somebody just stole <laughs> somebody it. Took it.
3: Somebody I bet it's that guy in the mask. Oh,
1: man. (laughs) Well,
2: uh, moving the show along, uh, if you listen to Wednesday's show, we did in case you missed it and had a guest and we did um, uh, uh, your feedback. And on the Friday edition, we'll do Slices, uh, a guest, and we'll do our listener of the week. So that's what's coming up in store for for you today. And with that, it is time for
0: Slices. (laughs) Hey, uh, did y'all hear? Uh, You
2: know, obviously inside baseball, uh, last week we debuted the new Slices intro. None of us reacted to it because it wasn't ready when we recorded. Hearing it in post, what do you think? I, I mean, I think it's I very that. apropos. Yeah.
3: I liked it. Yeah. Did you I hear the
2: home run? The, the, the <laughs> knives at the end, you know, for slicing things up, mm. like the little oh, subtle. Yeah. Very meta. Yeah. Yeah. Very meta. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah for sure. All
2: right, it's time slices. What do you have, Jesse? <laughs> you can
1: really dissect that slice. <laughs>
3: okay. Oh, oh. Okay. Here
1: we go.
2: I think we okay. could do like like they've stup- been doing with those Donald Glover video frame by frame kind of referencing like uh, Twitter yeah. threads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could do one of those dissecting our, our new uh, slices audio <laughs> it's cue. And it's like did it's two sentences. This? So
1: first you hear it and it's the word slices. Oh, did <laughs> yeah. knife <laughs> but you know what else is in there?
2: Uh, a, a shofar you hear That's a little right. shofar in there which is also a reference to old jokes
1: but very know. layered very
2: layered. Chandler, um, well
3: done
1: okay well i've been waiting to talk about this story for a while <laughs> for a while okay how many of you guys have seen one of the mcu movies in the theater itself like yeah. not necessarily infinity war but any right yeah. have you seen one annie yeah andre yeah mm-hmm. cameron i do you have you seen any of the marvel I think I movies i i saw like avengers yeah uh, yeah but yeah. yeah, I really enjoy So him. anyone who has seen one knows that, uh, when the movie's over, it's not really over. The credits start to roll, but everyone stays in their seats because always there's this mid credit scene. Thing. Yeah. It's yes. like, it's yeah. like our show with a I little outtake that. at the very end. Yeah. 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 So people wait around in the theater for this. Well, this mid credit scene in Infinity War has caused a pastor in uh Los Angeles to get in a little bit of trouble with the law. <laughs> and here's here's what happened. Um he was detained for several hours. Ended up getting charged with a misdemeanor and had to have his home thoroughly searched. So, wow! Uh, this pastor, Michael Weber, uh, he is, he likes to use every opportunity he can to do some evangelism. So <laughs> he went to go see the new Avengers movie, in- Infinity War. Oh, no. After the movie concluded, uh, he says, um, you know, as the credits started to end, I stood up in my seat and began to preach. The unusual part about this particular night, these are his words, was that every other time I've stood up to preach in theaters, the lights would come up as the credits <laughs> began. But this night, they did not. Oh, so gosh. he started asking people where they think they would spend eternity if they died that no. night. And people in the darkened theater, uh, uh, got a little freaked out by that because they couldn't see that he, he, he says he had his hands up so that they could see he was just a preacher. So people started running out of the theater oh, and the gosh. cops came and arrested him because he he decided to start preaching before the mid credit scene um he 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 feels bad about the whole situation uh and said that he's learned a good lesson yeah exactly it's just seen like i get his heart in the whole thing but <laughs> but even if the lights were up even if the lights were up i don't know that's the most effective no. yeah. you know no that's not what people want
2: to hear. Not. It's off-putting. It makes Christians look bad. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Does he yeah.
3: say... I'm sorry if you said this. I don't remember it, though. But does he say... Is that what he always does if after every movie?
1: Apparently, so yeah. Hi, I don't know guys. how many people use go with Michael Weber. If anything, guys. the most effective places to preach like this are like at, at places like the when people are walking into concerts or where the people <laughs> want to go have fun.
3: <laughs> right, that's
1: when you yell at them about a very heavy message. Like yeah, that's, that's where right. you get the biggest perception. The one, so uh, the, those ones, I I understand conceptually that.
2: The fundamentalist street preachers feel like the people attending this event are, you know, secular or they're not. Hmm. They're not living for the Lord if they're here now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like hmm. leaving a rock concert or downtown at two in the morning club and hmm. that kind of stuff. That that I get that. Yeah, but, but there's some logic there. there. Why are you yelling at me coming out of the soccer game? You know, like, <laughs> I know what you guys <laughs> do. There's a there. lot of, there's a lot of Christians at that soccer game. Like <laughs> you, you can't assume that all cr- soccer fans are needing to are be yelled at. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's not, I, I don't think this is like new city of art listeners, but it's not the most effective, but especially after a movie. You know what I mean? Like, especially a movie, he, had, he wanted to see the movie. Yeah, He's like he was excited about it. the movie, but just part of the movie going for him. Like for other people, it's like, oh, I gotta get popcorn. You know, I always get goobers at the theater. That's my thing. It's not going to the movies if I don't get goobers. For this guy, it's like, it's not really going to the movies if I don't stand up and yell at everybody. <laughs> Text out
3: to all his buddies, like, "Hey, let's go on Sunday at noon." And they're all like, "Oh
1: crap, he wants us to go to the movies." <laughs> hey guys, the new Fast and Furious is coming. Out. I can't wait to see it. Oh, sorry, Mike, got plans. <laughs> exactly. They he, see like, him at the hmm. theater. I thought you guys had plans. It's opening night. <laughs> hey, what theater are you in, Mike? I just want to make sure. You know. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in so place. lesson learned. Lesson learned for any up and coming evangelists out there.
0: Choose your lane.
1: Choose <laughs> your, spots, <laughs> choose your spots, you know, <laughs> Wisely. All right. What do you have, Andre?
0: Well, um, do you remember Bill Hader's character on SNL when he would uh, come on Weekend Update? Stefan? Yeah. yeah, yeah Stefan, yes, yeah, yeah. I love him. And he always was like, this this year's hottest club is, which I actually think <laughs> <Yeah>. my impression <laughs> pretty good. That really, yeah, that's pretty that was actually good. good. I just surprised <laughs> myself. Um, yeah. yeah, and he's always got some weird place where they're doing it. So this is kind of a story where it's that kind of thing that happens, but completely in the wrong scenario. So, oh, great. So Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu recently offended the Japanese prime minister Shinzo Abe when he had a dessert served to the Japanese prime minister in a shoe. What? Uh, Yes. The two were at Netanyahu's home for a fancy dinner catered by an Israeli celebrity chef who served up a chocolate praline kind of dessert in what appeared to be two pairs of men's black dress shoes. Now for clarification, the shoes are not real. They were metal sculptures by an international artist named Tom Dixon, who's a big deal. Like his oh, stuff has appeared cool. in museums and stuff. So these are high quality pieces of art, but they were not impressive to the Japanese dignitaries at the dinner because you understand like in Japanese culture, oh, yeah. they don't even oh, you allow shoes she, yeah. in the house, much less on the table to, oh, s- to, miss- to miss- eat step. out of.
2: I wonder if it was like a, like a social commentary thing by the chef and the, you know, like I, that seems like such a strange bowl to yeah, choose. Yeah, what's a
0: weird thing to do. That's so strange. Which they pointed out they were like there's no culture in the world where that would be someone would allow where shoes on a to dinner eat table. Out of a shoe. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs>
1: Right. I think it's just the hipster food thing going too far. Yes. Like, like yeah. it's not cool to serve an ice cream sundae in a half a banana bowl anymore. You know, what I mean, that used to be the standard of novelty bowls, okay? Like, like oh, dude, check this out. This isn't an actual banana that my banana splits in. It just looks like a big half a banana. Like, you know, it's 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 the whole like absurd food trend. It, okay, honestly what this is, it's like a Portlandia sketch. Right? It's like yeah. the hipster chef that they hired to yeah. make this the dress food, like in his mind, he's just doing something really cool, yeah, you know, yeah. and he does yeah. not see. But this is this is a Portlandia sketch
0: come to life. Yeah. It, it really right. is.
1: That's
2: so funny.
0: Yeah,
3: that's super good. Gr- I wouldn't enjoy that either.
0: Yeah, we all knew that this was going to go too far, like the hipster food trend thing. And here it yeah, is. I, I'll say this, though.
1: In his defense, I will say there is nothing funnier than that coffee mug that shaped like a big toilet. I don't know if you guys have seen it. <laughs> You've seen it, but it's like a ceramic toilet you know, with a coffee mug handle on the side. And when you see someone take a sip out of it, it yeah. is hilarious. Like it's it's like if you I, I don't, I'm not like you know a comedy expert, but I think it's the funniest mug you can own is the mini toilet mug.
2: Okay, so I interestingly I we have a coffee bar here at the office, and and a couple years ago I went online to buy some nice mugs, you know, for just so we have a lot of a variety, different personality, you know, and and you can everybody kind of gravitate to their favorite mugs, whatever. So I went on Amazon. I was just buying a wide variety of high quality mugs, and I found the the toilet mug and i was like well <laughs> we got to get the toilet mug you know no question that's in the mix so i ordered it it was like oh it's only like 5.99 Wow, this is great It's a good uh. good deal on the toilet mug yeah and it shows and it comes in the mail and it was the size of a shot glass it was like a little oh, like oh, a little, no you got they, they ripped you off they ripped me it was off. Like the they never said version? this is miniature wow the picture looked like a mug i mean and i you know <laughs> So we have a shot glass of a toilet if you want one. They set That's, you up. I'm
3: offended yeah. that you didn't show that to me when I was there two weeks ago. <laughs>
1: here's your here's
2: your. Annie, look at yeah. this. This is funny. Yeah.
3: Someone it's got to be full
1: mug size. Yeah. yeah.
3: Someone at Christmas gave me a mug that is a donut with a hole in the middle, which is hilarious to look at, but stirring and drinking out of it is impossible because it's a circle. It's right. a donut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't stir. You can't do anything. So it just. It, I should just set it by the tiny toilet because you can't okay. actually here's use this.
1: it. Here's a real story. Somebody gave uh, me and my wife one time mugs for Christmas um, that are <laughs> I don't I have no idea from some probably fancy store and probably paid a lot of money for them that look like that. So it's a mug and it has like a mitten, like a ceramic mitten. And you put your hand in the mitten and you hold your mug to drink your cocoa out of. Oh, that's so they cute. gave us these these glasses and they poured us hot cocoa and they're like, here, let's use them. There's a reason that the 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 handle of the coffee mug is like extended out because ceramic gets super super hot. So literally, you stick your hand in there, and it's and it's like a game of like. Uh, who can hold the hot, the, the, the boiling hot mug it's the as without both sides, blistering their hands? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sticking your hand into a tiny ceramic onion. Uh, yeah. Oven is what it is. Oh, my goodness. A ceramic onion. That would be a good mug, too. <laughs> That's
3: a great mug. Let's create that one.
1: That would be good. That's funny. All
2: right. What do you have, Annie?
3: Okay, so after I was in Orlando a few weeks ago, this will just give you a, a blink into my mind. I was thinking about the roller coasters and thinking about the amusement parks I'll have and which ones I would like to go to next time. And I started doing some Googling, some, you know, conspiracy theory stuff. And there is a roller coaster in Japan at the theme park in Osaka. The Universal Studios called The Flying Dinosaur. And last week, one of the cars, like one of the sets of cars got stopped upside down where the people were actually horizontal to the ground. They were sideways to the ground and they were stuck up there for two hours. Can you imagine hanging upside down on a on the track for two hours? I don't know how the blood didn't rush to all their heads and make them all sick.
1: And how did it take two hours to get like a ladder up there? Right? You know
3: what I mean? Well it was all the way it was all the way up 64 seat two carriages each with 32 passengers got stuck leaving the passengers horizontally facing the ground wow. and some were suspended closer there was another car that was stuck. Oh. So that and then only a year ago this exact same thing happened at this same on the same Um, roller coaster at the same park but they stopped it on purpose because a kid like a little little kid got out into the area where you're not supposed to be when roller coasters are going by so they had to like stop it and they left a car (laughs) dangling at the top so don't ride the flying dinosaur in Japan
2: at uh, Universal uh, uh, Islands of Adventure here in Orlando they have uh, I think they say it's like the world's tallest completely vertical incline right uh-huh. so it's oh. 90 degrees i mean it is a straight up that's how you go up Yeesh. and then you know you go flying all over after that do you
0: go you don't go down that straight no you? no no. you okay. go
2: up and then that at the peak is where Oof. you know whatever but it goes straight i mean it is literally there's not like you know we go to water parks and you're up there with those crazy vertical slides and they drop you and you feel like you're just free falling for yes. a split but if you look at it from the side no this is angled i mean right, like this right, right. isn't but it the, it, feels it feels like it's straight yeah, yeah. um no, this is straight, okay? Oh, my God. So you, you're going up, you're going straight on your back all the way up and like two weeks after it opened, it got stuck. And, you know, normally on a oh. roller coaster, there's like the little walkway you can get out. If yeah, but you're, there's no walkway. There's no walkway because it's straight up uh, in the it, air. Oh, they wow. had to get a helicopter. Well, like, no. they, it was stuck. Like they could. That couldn't makes just, my like, stomach hurt. You yeah, just yeah. tell so them the story. The, but be. I mean, people are sitting there, you know, at least they're like laying on their back, you know, essentially. Because yeah. you know yeah. their feet are in the air and they're laying on their back. And they were stuck there for hours. And oh it was my on the gosh. news and stuff. Because like it, the news was covering it with choppers. Because like yeah. there's, you know, 40 people you know dangling. And, Goodness.
0: Uh, I mean, it, can you imagine oh.
3: hanging upside down for no. two hours? Upside no. down.
0: No, no, no. Yeah. That's no, crazy. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah,
2: Have awesome. you ever been on that Six Flags? See, Six Flags wouldn't scare me because you're not... Six Flags to me is one step above the county fair. You know, some of those rides (laughs) are like. (laughs) That's not true. Which
0: Six Flags are we talking about?
2: I'm talking about specifically the Atlanta one. I knew it. Six Flags over Georgia. (laughs) Hey Cameron, to be fair,
0: let's say state fair. Let's say state fair, fair. county fair.
2: Okay, you know, Andre,
3: did you grow up going to Six Flags over Georgia too? Every summer,
0: season pass. Yeah,
3: what Where did you grow up in Atlanta? I don't know that. I grew
0: up in Stone Mountain. Um, come so on i Marietta
3: on. we were nabes. what see there you we go we were probably sitting on those roller coasters and say, now go ahead and bash our hometown no, 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 roller coasters no, no. and then saying, we will come in there, hot after that there Cameron.
2: was <laughs> I've only been I mean back then Orlando didn't really have roller coasters right. you know and and so if we wanted as teenagers roller coasters we would road trip up to Atlanta and go to Six Flags um I think I went there in college and there was a new ride it was a like a I think it was a Batman or Superman ride, uh-huh. and you it's strap yourself in, yep. and then they go like you're flying.
0: Oh, wait, you know that's saying? Superman!
2: Yeah, it's like
3: oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're you right, strap
2: right. in, standing up, and then the whole thing turns yeah. completely sideways, and you're flying around. Yeah, with your harness. They got that at SeaWorld now too. Do they really? Yeah, the Man Ray. And something I like just that. remember, like, I don't get scared on roller coasters, but I just remember go, when that thing started, and I'm going, oh, "You're staring straight at the ground." Yeah. I mean, you're, I just, love it. you're yeah. Yeah. and your whole body's <laughs> just dangling. It. That's my favorite <laughs> kind. Yeah, and I'm just going, like, I mean, other roller coasters, like if it goes bad, at least you're sitting down. So you know, like, like yeah. there's no real danger. This, if that bolt gave way you're, you're done yeah Bye. No, that's, that's true that's yeah. it you're done. And yeah. like, I, it's like real fear like i'm really going <laughs> i am putting all of my faith in that bolt right yeah. now and
3: yeah yeah i have
0: a real real fear of roller coasters really, really? Yes. yes i'm i've
3: did you ride them in it at six i class?
0: did but i had a little trick first off i can't see anything without my glasses so that's the first thing i'm doing oh. it's taking those things off right super blurry and i sing the entire time
3: Interesting. Oh, that's adorable. What do you sing? (laughs)
0: I'll say this, Andre. You sound
1: like you're pretty fun to ride roller coasters with. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah, sign me up. I'll sit by that guy. I sing
0: the entire time just to calm myself down. What
2: about like Space Mountain or whatever where it's completely dark?
0: well, okay, so Space mountain was not scary for me yeah, I,
1: I when when bush I live near like bush Gardens williamsburg, and like the uh, the big story here when it happened was they had this roller coaster, I think it made national news, but it was called Apollo's chariot. And for <laughs> to open it, they were like, man, what's a cool publicity thing? And they're like, who looks like a Greek god like Apollo? So they hired Fabio. Uh, you guys know oh, Fabio. Wow. <laughs> yes, the romance yeah. The romance m- uh, novel model to come because he looks like a Greek god and set him front row on the first ride ever of Apollo's chariot. He came back and his face was covered in blood. Oh, because no. on the first right. ride, he hit a goose mid-flight and <laughs> <in> a bloody <laughs> no. hole.
2: Yeah. There's a video yeah. of it.
3: <laughs> I remember that.
2: Yeah, I, I my, you know, I, uh, I monitor what Cohen watches on YouTube. Uh, he was in the car the other day, and he, we were talking about water parks, and mm-hmm. and he's like, um, Dad, I, my friend was telling me that there's these videos where they like rank the most thrilling or most dangerous water parks. Can I watch that video? Yeah, you can. So I watched it with him or I was listening to it Mm -hmm. and it was like this YouTuber and he's like the 15 most dangerous water slides. And sure enough, it's all these stories of people going on these like free fall waters or, or like, or or like it goes down so fast that like it's meant for adults, but like a a, a child that's like lightweight Uh went on it and Uh like got airborne and like fly off and, Die. And I'm sort turn it off. <laughs> like, like, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. I thought we were just talking Those about like so adrenaline uh, water slides. It's oh about children gosh. dying on these well, things. Yeah, we I like say, this has done nothing yeah.
0: for my fear of roller coasters, guys. <laughs> 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 uh,
3: so, but did you do, so you did all of them back at um, Six Flags, Andre. I didn't do all of them, but I, but I
0: would like I got on the Mindbender and which was later yeah, called the Riddler. Sure. Um, The Georgia Cyclone, of course, you had to ride. The
3: Cyclone's the worst one because it's wooden. And the whole time you're like, this is one, like... Toothpick away from disintegrating. It's rickety, I and that's
0: why when Cameron initially said it's one step above the state fair, I was kind of like, I can't really argue with you about
3: that. You one ride. That one you ride. You go to Disney or Universal, and everything is so themed classy. and
2: so smooth. Yeah, yeah. You're going, not, nothing. This isn't scary. There's nothing bad's going to happen here. I don't care if it's thrilling or not. You go to Six Flags, and you legitimately aren't sure if they did the safety inspection that day. You know, right. the Georgia
0: Cyclone feels like the first roller coaster ever. <laughs> right, right. <It's> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, ever, my, yeah. Here, here's my here's my red flag for when I you know roller coaster because there's another amusement park here like King's Dominion and like if the you know you're talking about the Superman ride or the or the Batman ride or like Space Mountain or whatever if whatever franchise they're licensing is extremely out of date that's a, that like I went on like the Wayne's World hurler wow. I'm, like, the last Wayne's World was like 20 years ago now it concerns me that this was licensed at a time where not yeah. only that film was still relevant but was big enough to make a roller coaster out right of. that right. seems yeah, yeah, like yeah. that seems like this is probably not a great idea you know
3: <laughs> there's one right at six flags in atlanta called um, monster plantation yep and that the inside of that for sure smells like a state fair <laughs> yeah that thing's yeah. weird because there's water and it and it's in atlanta where it's always muggy and yeah i can connect you with you on that part
0: it's a creepier version of it's a small world
3: Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah! It's a monster yeah. version. Yeah, it's like
0: why it Bad was. It smells. was almost like someone was like, "We don't have the rights to do it's a small world, so we're going to uh-huh. do our exactly. own." And it's completely monsters.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's all monsters. It's like a haunted house, but it's not really scary. Yeah, I was scared
0: of Monster smells. Plantation as a child. Really? Yeah, just <laughs> weird.
3: Really, you were scared as a kid. They were like, monsters. they were, yeah, they was, was, they
0: were what like, they like shady fraggles. We're, you know what I mean? Like, just like
3: it does feel. It is very fraggly. That's a great. That's a great way to describe it. Like, <laughs> it. The the monsters are
0: on the south side of town. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, they definitely <laughs> have a mean shank. Fraggles. yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 but but yeah.
1: there's something just inherently creepy about uh, like unlicensed knockoff stuff. <laughs> like, it yes, feels yes, like a what little off. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? you know what I mean? Like, like when you when you're like in Times Square and like knockoff Mickey Mouse comes Uh-oh. over yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah. his nose isn't shaped right and he's very dirty. Like, <laughs> he's it's just
3: unsettling dirty. a little. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That's exactly six That was right.
1: one, one of my favorite
2: plot lines of uh, the Kimmy Schmidt uh, Netflix show. Uh, yes. With, uh, yeah. When he had to, you know, be one of those characters yeah, and they're all the knockoffs yeah. and you know yeah. all right well on that note that'll wrap up Slices okay stay tuned up next Christine Kane joins us Listening to Elohim. The song is Half Love. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Alaska, Alaska with Meat Eater. Well, this week's episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply for your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive, so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Right now, Relevant Podcast listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. (laughs) Zip Recruiter, The Smartest Way to Hire. Christine Kane is a speaker and founder of the group's A21, which fights modern-day slavery around the world, and Propel Women. She's also the best-selling author of several books, including her latest, Unexpected, Leave Fear Behind, Move Forward in Faith, Embrace the Adventure. She's She's busy.
0: Yes. She does a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah she doesn't yeah. play. And on top of all that, she's one of my favorite oh, yeah. teachers and preachers. She's, she's
0: so amazing. She's r- really yeah. yeah. Especially the Been way that gifted. she brings all those things together. You know, like she's not, I mean, she is totally a social justice activist, right? Uh, activist, right? hundred like, percent. And I mean, the, she's a non, she's the leader of a non-governmental organization. A, a couple of them. Right. Right. And crazy powerful evangelist, you yeah. know, and you don't see that ever. Right.
2: Yeah. And I I love that. She was doing, she was was kind of rising the ranks. I hate to say things like that, but getting bigger and bigger platforms for her teaching and preaching ministry. Mm -hmm. And then out of that, by traveling the world and stuff, A21 was birthed and she embraced that. And it wasn't like a hobby thing. And it wasn't like a little like, see like a trip when it was trendy i mean it is is an organization that's making a difference in freeing lives i mean it's incredible yeah and then in in like 13
3: countries yeah
2: and then in the middle of all that she's like i want to raise up the next generation of women yeah and like so she launched propel women i mean it's like come on now
0: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah she's not kidding that was my favorite interview to do so far like it was really yeah really chilling
2: wow inspiring here you go here is christine kane
0: So, Unexpected talks about the fear of change and the unknown. And I'm wondering wondering what inspired you to write the book?
4: There was um, a lot of things. I think, um, you know, what I I start with is on my 50th birthday, I was having this awesome birthday party, um, you know, with 150 friends on a boat in Southern California, and I kind of... I got off, you know, had a great night. And then on the way home, I got a text or I saw that I had, you know, 26 missed mis- mis- calls from my brother mm. um, telling me that my mum had passed away that no. night. And uh, yeah, it was like, and just kind of um, looking at life is just like that best of times and worst of times all at the same time that we just are hit with unexpected things. Um, and I think really what struck me. Within the last few years, there's just been so many unexpected changes in society, um, you know, different things that happened to us. I talk about, uh, when I was diagnosed with, um, you know, thyroid cancer with different friends of mine that have been single for 20 years longer than they thought they would, other friends that have gotten divorced, other friends that couldn't conceive children, other friends that lost children, just all the unexpected things that happen. And I think if you were to ask me what the overarching theme is, that although things are unexpected to us, they're not unexpected to God. The pain and the heartache, uh, knowing that God is. Um, consistent that God is sovereign God is still on the throne and he will give us grace uh, to go through it and I also wanted to remind people to expect unexpected favor and blessings from God as well I just think in a, a world that feels very hopeless and helpless I really wanted to stir up that gift of faith again and say you know when I got my, my cancer report I didn't know whether it was stage one or stage four whether you know I was going to uh, be healed instantly Be right. healed through medicine Or die and go to heaven and be healed I didn't know which one But in it all I could have a um, a faith-filled attitude That would mean that my condition My diagnosis or the unexpected event Did not need to define me But still my identity in Christ could define me And I think I really, really felt stirred To, to fill people with faith again You know mm.
0: It sounds like, you know In what you said that you know, you didn't know if it was going to turn out this way or turn out that way, um, that you were able to embrace that uncertainty in some way.
4: I think we have this pathological need for control. And when we can't control things and they don't work out how we think, we're because we have this picture in our head, um, whether we like to admit it or not, of how things should turn out. And yet, you know, the scripture promises that his grace is going to be sufficient for us and that in this world we will have trials, in this world we will have tribulations and I think nobody's exempt, you know, as my birthday showed and here I am, you know, trapped in the world of speaking and teaching and then all of a sudden, there's a growth between my, my trachea and my larynx and what it is and here's my voice box and you go, uh, I don't know where this is supposed to fit, you know, this is, this is what I do. And, um, and then, so what do you do in that moment, and um, and if, are you going to let that necessarily derail you for the rest of your life, or go, hang on a minute, this is what faith is for, this is what, um, you know, somewhere, that I, I, you know, I've got a whole chapter that talks about remaining a prisoner of hope, and so, I really go there because it's like, look, none of us can control the future. We don't know what's going to happen economically, politically, morally, socially. You know, you open your newsfeed every day and there's a a terrorist attack or pain or suffering or a natural disaster somewhere in the world and it's relentless. And we all have access to that information all the time and we can either complain about it or understand this is the world in which we live and that's not going to change. So how can we become better at navigating all of um, the, the challenges and the trials and the disappointments and actually having faith in the midst of it. I think that's what, you know, Paul talks about that so much in the New Testament. And we see the whole Hebrews 11 book of faith. Look, they didn't inherit the promise, and yet they died in faith. Would we be a generation of believers um, that would do the same, that would say, you know, against all hope, in hope I'm still going to believe, no matter, yes, I got this cancer diagnosis. Yes, my mother, you know, just passed away. Yes, maybe I'm single and I expected to be married, maybe I'm divorced and I thought I'd be married forever. Maybe I can't have kids and I thought that I could. Maybe I thought this was gonna be my dream destiny. But I think instead of, we seem to be responding in one of two ways. We're either getting very cynical and saying, what God's not faithful. And um, I don't think that should be the response. I think it needs to be, hang on a minute. This is my moment um, to operate in faith, just like all of the faith heroes in Hebrews 11. I think this is a chance for the church to to rise up and and be faith-filled. You know, for a long time, um, people have thought, well, you know, you're just a happy, clappy Christian. You're just happy when everything's going well. And I'm like, well, no, I've, I've had my fair share. I, I've experienced abuse for 12 years. You know, I found out I was adopted at 33. I've gone through cancer and surgery um, I've had my share of disappointments one big chapter I talk about is the pain of betrayal when you know close friends I, I, that chapter seems to be resonating with a lot of people just um, just the betrayal and, and not understanding like what happened you know and I think so much of that is going on and we see a lot of that in the social media world well could we be Hebrews 11 Christians um, in the midst of this world of disappointment and pain and suffering that we're living in, because I think um, our testimony is at stake. I
0: really do. Yeah. It sounds like in what you said that, you know, you talk about being a prisoner of hope. And in mentioning that, you know, you mentioned all of these really difficult things to face, you know, in life and society and all of that. And sometimes it seems like people think that to be hopeful, you need to kind of, you know, just not think about those things. Just kind of push those things to the side and ignore them, and try to think happy thoughts. You know, like you said, happy, clappy, Christian kind of thing. So, how how do how how do you think that people can look those things in the face and still um, have hope and and trust in God in the midst of those things?
4: Well, hopefully, um, that's that's what I'm gonna have unpacked in the book because that is. Um, and that really is my modus operandi as a, a Christian. I'm very hopeful and faith filled, um, but I'm certainly not a, a prosperity gospel preacher, you know, that everything has to be great and God's going to give you a whole right. lot of stuff. And and I think sometimes people looking from the outside can think that, but then I think, wow, I've been very, um, um, you know, pain and suffering, loss and grief have been a huge part of my journey. But I think when you keep your eyes Fixed on Jesus, and I think that's why in Hebrews chapter twelve, it says fixing our eyes on Jesus. He's the author and the finisher. He never promised me an easy ride. Or a, he said, in fact, his very own words said, "In this world, you will have trials. It doesn't say you, you won't." Um, and so, I, I really wanted to write a book that would sort of look at the hyper faith movement that sort of says, you know, if you're really in faith, nothing bad's ever gonna happen and if something bad happens, that means something's wrong with your faith. Well that's just Mm. erroneous teaching. Faith is not calling those things that um, are as though they are not. So it's not going, I'm not sick, I don't have cancer, I don't have cancer (laughs) when you've been diagnosed with cancer. That's not called faith. That is called lying. Right. Right. That is called lying, and so, you know, I kind of have looked at that tradition and went, no, no, that's not that's not helping anybody, but faith is calling those things that are not as though they are. So what I did was stood on verses of scripture about healing and the promises of God, and while I was walking through a cancer journey. I was mm. calling forth the thing that wasn't, which is healing, as though it was. Mm. And so that's a very big difference to saying, I don't have cancer, it's under the blood, it didn't exist, I wasn't abused, it's under the blood. Right. I mean, that's all called lying. And I think that's where we have um, misinterpreted some of the faith story, you know, and you go, wow, that's, that's really sad and that has hurt a lot of people. But then what people have done in reaction to that? He's almost thrown faith out the window and said, well, you know, let's just accept suffering and pain and this is just how it is. Whereas I'm going, no, 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 in the midst of it, again, for hope, you can still be full of hope because your hope is actually in who Jesus is and in your understanding. And that's really, it's a book about trust and it's a book about understanding the character and nature of God that Psalm 119 says that God is good and Mm. God does good. And, you know, for me, my reading of Romans eight twenty eight is that even when bad things happen, God doesn't call bad things good, but He can work even those bad things together mm-hmm. for our good and for His glory, and I've seen that in my life. I mean, you know, here I go from 12 years of abuse, and because I did not assume of the mentality and live in bitterness and unforgiveness all of my life, the part of Jesus, it, it doesn't give you amnesia. It doesn't right. mean your past <laughs> didn't happen, but yeah. it gives you a life beyond your past. And so now, you know, all that pain and suffering from my past we are now rescuing literally hundreds of women and children out of sex trafficking every year, you know, received the Mother Teresa Award for Social Justice. Like, none of that would have happened if I still lived in in defeat and bitterness and negativity. So I want to see people come out of as cynical. For, like, there seems to be a lot of cynicism out there, you know, right. and I'm like, we don't need to get cynical. Um, we don't need to pretend that faith doesn't, is not an active force, because it is active, um, but it's just, there's no, ga- the only guarantee, look, even if you get healed from your sickness, we're all going to die one day. Right. And so I got he- you know, I got healed through medicine, uh, through surgery of um, cancer, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to die. Right. Last I checked, there's only, you know, Enoch, I think, <laughs> went up to heaven without <laughs> right. Most of us. The, the way we're going to get to heaven is through death. And so mm. sort of this kind of theology that says, you know, um, the, the sign of faith is that um, you've got this perfect little cookie-cutter life. That I mean, that's boring on top of everything else. And right. I think people then try to avoid risk, mm. and they try to just live a safe life as if that's the goal. And I'm like, no way. Life is a daring adventure, yeah. and you've got to take risk. That, that's what faith is. Faith is all about risk and it's all about trust. And so I want people to trust God, even when they're betrayed by people, even when they're disappointed by people, even when they're let down by themselves, they let themselves down. And even when circumstances with great pain can can hurt us, I think despite that, we fix our eyes on Jesus and uh, there is no way I could rescue the victims of human trafficking if I didn't have a higher perspective um, of Jesus and who he is. You know, I mean, the, the cases of what people do to children would just devastate me. I would lose all hope that we could actually make a difference. Um, and I tell stories of survivors that are hope-filled and, you know, I just think um I want to encourage people to to risk again, to have mm. faith again, despite disappointment, despite pain, despite betrayal. Um, look, if we haven't got faith, what the enemy is after is our faith. He doesn't want our stuff. He I mean, he doesn't need a car. He doesn't drive. He, yeah. he doesn't you know, he doesn't need a house to live in. Right. So sometimes we go, oh, the enemy wants to attack my things. I'm like, oh, honey, he couldn't care. <laughs> what he wants is our faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I think where you see a lack of hope, you see a lack of faith. And I see a very hopeless world at the moment. And I see a lot of disappointed and disillusioned and cynical Christians. And I'm like, no, I want to speak to that. And I want to inject you with faith afresh again.
2: That was Christine Kane. Stay tuned. Up next, our listener of the week.
0: It's not just me I know you feel the same
4: really go as i expected. In fact, this whole week was filled with phone calls and conversations that i just hadn't planned on. Can you relate? I'm not a big fan of the unexpected, but you know what i found? Many times those unexpected things cause me to grow. That's what The New Book Unexpected is all about. It offers real-life strategies to help you move from fear and anxiety to hope and trust in God. Isn't it time you learned how to fully embrace the unexpected of every single day? Go to relevantmagazine.com forward slash unexpected to start reading for free.
5: It's not just me. The point is that you feel my company. You know never be too far if you're looking for somebody I'm here.
2: you listening to Let's Eat Grandma.
5: It's <laughs>
2: the song <laughs> for real. The song is it's not just me. That's funny. Okay, it is time for. You listen to the show
5: and it's time to get to know you. It's a listener of the week.
2: Our listener of the week.
1: Okay, Jesse, who did you select this week? Our listener this week is Jess Lyons. Jess, welcome to the show.
5: Hello. Thanks for having me. Jess,
1: where are you calling us from?
5: Hi, Jess. Uh, I'm calling from Mishawaka, Indiana, South Ooh, Bend, Indiana you. area. South Bend. <laughs> I love
3: that place. Yeah,
5: it's a good place. What?
2: Why Why yeah. do you love that place, Annie?
3: I have some friends that there's a great church there that my friends all go to. And I went and watched Georgia beat Notre Dame in the fall and I loved it. It, <laughs> it sounds
1: like if Pawnee, Indiana from Parks and Rec would be a real place, it would be this place, Jess. How yeah. close is your hometown <laughs> yeah. to Pawnee in Parks and Rec?
5: It's pretty close. We have a a parks department head whose name is Leslie. Oh wow! How
2: do you know that? I mean, like, <laughs> <in South Bend. laughs>
5: I don't know the head yeah. of
2: our parks department in my
3: city. I how don't do, either. I don't know.
5: Yeah, it, our kind of our city is like booming, and it there's been a lot of advancements in the last couple of years. So it's it's exciting. We've got Notre Dame here. I work at a Christian college here. There's a lot going oh, on. Do you work so
2: isn't isn't Notre, is yeah. Notre Dame? I work at Notre Dame a Christian college?
5: Uh, yes. I work at a small Christian college. That was the distinctive. Oh. <laughs> Notre Dame you, is not okay, small. <laughs> I got a
1: question. You work at a small Christian college in the town. Yep. Uh, That Notre Dame is in like to me, this is like the camp across the lake scenario where you're like the gritty camp of like outcasts and across the lake is like the rich kids who are playing pranks for you all the time. Are you are you engaging in any sort of like underdog prank war with Notre Dame at all?
5: I wish I wish I was that clever. I'm just not. I think some of our students are. There's some crossover. Yeah. And- well,
1: you you need to, you need <laughs> Jess. Here's the thing: if you engage okay. in that type of uh, shenanigan, we will definitely have you on for an update yeah, or give us a call back. Okay. Even yeah. if even if you're in the municipal jail, there in what's your city called? <laughs>
3: Mishawaka yeah. <laughs>
1: wherever it is if if you if yeah. you end up in jail there we'd still like a call because we need to okay. know how it went out and if you taught right. those snobs over at Notre, Notre Dame who's boss you yeah. know that's what okay, we want.
3: Okay, With I'll tell All Pompadour,
2: gold helmets, and just strutting all I'm over town. You, it was so fun watching
3: Georgia win that game. It hey, was the uh, best.
2: Jesse, why? Uh, why did
1: you choose Jess? What are her three facts that caught your eye? Okay, um, oh, all right, Jess. <laughs> I really want to dig into number one. Uh okay. I, I mean all three, but I'm really curious of how this uh, transpired. The one and only Dave Ramsey attended your bachelorette party. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
5: wow. Yes, what was that like? We, a just do the, the whole partner segment thing? on that. I, think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I would have invited him and it was just like a really great like I'm fangirling him and he came but <laughs> it was not that I, I really didn't know much about Dave Ramsey when I saw him but our my bachelorette party was at a mall which is really great <laughs> and not cool at all but <laughs> the uh, the restaurant we were eating at was adjacent to a uh, Barnes & Noble which he just happened okay. to be there <laughs> for like a oh, book man. tour
2: oh I was saying like I was sitting there thinking what was Dave Ramsey doing at a mall that is not <laughs> financially <laughs> prudent he doesn't you <laughs> know? Yeah, that True. is not
1: prudent at all he should yes. be at like Big Lots or some discount store <laughs> right He's right was he like a street so, so, outside
0: the mall yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> turn yeah. People yeah. Away? oh yeah oh uh, so, that's yeah.
1: funny yeah. so okay so yeah. all right just real quick so you're at your bachelor yes. does dave ramsey does anyone how do you who there recognizes dave ramsey in your bachelor so, party wh-
5: one of my bridesmaids we're sitting out the area we were sitting out is it's a strange kind of setup but it was like the restaurant was actually in this Pathway through the mall, and this group started (laughs) congregating out into this kind of common area where there was a stage set up, and everybody was just kind of following him. And one of my bridesmaids said, That's Dave Ramsey. He changed my life, he saved my marriage, and starts flipping out about him. (laughs) And so she ran to her car and got a book and tried to get it signed, and we were all just sitting there having. Flat top grill, watching the madness unfold, and I didn't really know what was happening, but it was a weird situation to celebrate, you know, nuptials and stuff. Annie, <laughs> you sure. said
1: you said try to get it signed. Did Dave Ramsey not sign the book?
5: It was it was <laughs> chaos. I have never seen. I mean, it felt like rock star status. Oh. So many people yeah. very excited to see him, and and this was like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. So not, not many celebrities uh, visit Ramsey.
1: your town, huh? <laughs>
5: Not yeah. many.
1: That's correct. <laughs> also, how do you know what he looks like? Uh, uh, uh,
5: ranking hometown. Where does Freakus. this rank
1: on your list of hometown uh. celebrity encounters?
5: Yeah, we. we it's a little uh, Bible hub here too. I mean, we've got many Christian colleges around here, so Dave Ramsey is is pretty much pretty much it. So,
1: so let let me I, here. I'm going to rank the, who I assume are the three biggest celebrities in your town. <laughs> The, okay. the, who's ever that, 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 that. that
3: are that are always there. No, or no, no. no. Visit? That
1: could possibly visit. Can yeah. I rank them? for yes. And let me know how accurate sure. this is. Jeff. Yes. Okay. This is this is okay. this is Indiana Heartland Country. <laughs> uh, n- number one, Sean Austin, solely because of his role in Rudy, the film uh, Rudy. Uh, yeah. If all okay. love <laughs> Notre Dame, yes. yeah. sure. Okay. Yes. Uh, number two, Dave Ramsey. Number three, Larry Bird. How close yes. am I?
5: You're very close, and Sean Astin is true because of his role on Stranger Things as well, which is supposed to be in Indiana, so oh, is? He, he's, he's yeah. a he's hero. In Indiana,
1: yeah. Indiana oh, he, really? Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. of Indiana just yeah. love him. Um, and Larry Bird, Larry Bird, people love him there, yeah. right?
5: Yeah, we just had somebody told me last night that they accidentally ran into him on a street one time, and it was like the highlight of their
3: life. Yeah, forgive me for not knowing. Is he from South Bend?
5: Pacers. He, uh, he, to he to a, he's the
1: from French Lick.
3: I thought he I thought he played um for Boston.
2: Yeah, he did uh, uh, professionally, yeah, but-, but he's from French, French Lick, Indiana, and uh, know, and then and then uh, you know as an executive went back to the Pacers, kind of going home. Yeah. Yeah. Any F you. Downs? Do okay. you have any stories related to Dave Ramsey? <laughs>
3: I do. I just went to Vegas with his daughter.
5: That is true. Yeah. <laughs> so, you can tell so her. We also
3: were had a few celebrity encounters for her where people were like, wait, you're Rachel Cruz. What are you doing
1: here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, this literally goes against every Serious. single thing people I've learned like, from, you, from <laughs> you.
3: What are you doing? <laughs> and her cash envelope, y'all are going to love this. Her cash envelope <laughs> kept falling out. And when we were at the crap (laughs) table and finally I was like. Rachel you have to put that in your purse you're going to get robbed Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so, yeah just... they have these great things called credit cards that are very secure maybe you should introduce uh, right. her to yeah, them. Yeah. Um, no no no
3: Instead okay, uh, be... all right.
1: Jess so you work at a college so I'm assuming you're pretty well yep. read but yet it says here that your favorite author is Charles Dickens but you've never read a Charles Dickens book where does Charles right. Dickens <laughs> where does your love for Charles Dickens come from I'm yeah, hoping it's because you do like a great impression or something
5: oh no I won't, I won't <laughs> give you that joy <laughs> i what i heard that bad before be? so i'm not gonna go down that route uh <laughs> okay you're 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 a
1: greedy like oil magnet and i'm tiny tim and it's christmas eve and i'm very hungry go
0: this is the scenario good uh no i cannot do any and great I broke impressions
1: my one crutch that i own
5: <laughs> oh my God! Charles Dickens was a weird obsession when I was a little kid. I had a like I read a lot, like most kids, I guess. Well, maybe not most, but I was one who read a lot. And then uh, for some reason, I got really hooked on Charles Dickens biographies, and I would only check them out for like a long period of time and oh, go to the my. library and just get as many as I could find. Which I was surprised oh. that there were so many, and they would start like holding them for me because I kn- they knew I was the kid who would just want to read these weird Charles Dickens biographies. And uh, to this day, I've like tried to open Great Expectations because I hear it's so good, or Tale of Two Cities, and I still haven't read them. So,
3: what do we not know about Charles Dickens that we should know? What's the most interesting yeah. thing you've learned in all your biography readings? Mm. Uh, I mean, I feel like most people know it, but
5: everything he's written is kind of based off of his life. He was really poor, lived in a family of lots of kids. Um, There was like... Is he he,
3: Tiny Tim in The Christmas Carol? I was going to say, these biographies
5: sound like a real bummer. Yeah. (laughs) Like the Bob Cratchit is, uh, from what I understand, kind of like his father, like working really hard (gasps) and... Uh, yeah, for not very much a reward.
2: Why would you need to read many biographies telling the same information? I mean, mean, aren't you seeing like 98% of overlap, uh, you know, from biography to biography?
5: I don't know. That's a great question for my eight-year-old self. There was a pop-up Biography. I remember at one point, which I was really fascinated with. Yeah, well, so. that's a
2: new medium. That's a new experience.
5: Yeah, but that yeah.
1: seems pretty depressing. If you're learning about a like a like a broke kid at the turn of the century, that you <laughs> right. Know, that that seems like a really bummer pop up. Okay, <laughs> finally, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking like if you're the illustrator, you're like, hey, sweet, I got a new job for you. What do you got it? Oh, you're doing a pop up Charles Dickens biography. She's like, oh man, that's a real wait tragic. wait
2: like a pop up Charles Dickens book? No, no, no. A no Charles no. Dickens biography. Oh. Yep. Yeah.
3: Jesse, I when you started that conversation with the about the, I thought you were like a boss talking to the illustrator, and then you called him sweetie, and it switched for me <laughs> <laughs> to like yeah,
1: oh, you know, be new to, scenario. Uh, no, I, I said so. oh sweet. Su- no, I said oh sweet.
3: Oh, I was like, oh, it's now this this theater of the minds is taking me to a family scene. <laughs> it does help to know yeah, like
0: know. if the information you're getting is accurate, though. Like you can corroborate between different sources.
3: Yeah, so. between the biographies.
0: Yeah, I, I do know right? I do know. a lot of people argue with me when I bring up
1: Charles Dickens trivia at a party, so it's good to have the multiple. <laughs> it's Jess can be, <laughs> Jess can be it, your it really full is. friend next time. <laughs> yeah. Alright, what's the third fact? Finally, uh, you once spent 24 hours in a Chick-fil-A parking lot in a tent in January. Yes. A very cold time of year. Uh, oh, oh, I know what well, this is
3: about, Jess. I'm I assuming it was too. for
1: an opening, but I hope it right. was for another reason. Um, but, but why did you do it and what was your the reward for this feat.
5: Yes. I'm glad that it's not that surprising that this could happen. Every time I tell students this, they think it's the weirdest thing, but yeah, in college
3: I grew up well, in we didn't Arkansas. Say it wasn't weird. We just said we knew why you did it. Oh, yeah. that's, <laughs> fine. <laughs>
5: that's fine. Uh, yeah. I grew up in Arkansas and so I was home for Christmas. Uh, I went to school up here and was home for Christmas and had some friends who would literally uh, do tours of Chick-fil-A openings. And so they would like chart them out on a map and go to them and camp out for a whole night so that they could be the first in line and get free Chick-fil-A for a year. And so I joined them on one, like a lot of college kids probably would do. And Mm -hmm. so we slept in a parking lot in January. It wasn't that bad because it was Arkansas and got Chick-fil-A all night. There was a DJ. We slept in this awesome, like, kind of hotel-like tent. And yeah, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. So,
2: did you uh, how how many people get the free Chick Fil A for a year?
5: The first hundred in line when it opens at six a.m. or something oh, the wow. next morning. At
3: every single restaurant, yeah, like every single one they open, Cameron. Goodness.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's like a gift card, yeah, right? But but you have to like road trip to them.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, if it opens in your town, you don't. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> yeah, but these
1: people travel to them.
3: Oh yeah, there are people who travel. Sure. So if you're local, you better get in line quick. Wow. right? Wow.
2: The only time I've the only well, the digest. only time I've ever slept overnight in a tent outside in a line was uh, for a Dave Ramsey book signing that <laughs> happened at the Bunsen <laughs> Noble. <Yeah. laughs>
1: was very exciting. Oh, I imagine that, yeah. <laughs> Jess. So your friends, these friends idea, of yours, man. they travel on and just go to Chick fil A Chick fil A openings. That's just their thing. That's what they like to do.
5: They did, yeah. I mean, they they were other. The kind of people who just had a lot of free time. And I think they went to four in one summer. So when you go to them, you get 52 free coupons. So they had whatever amount for the year.
1: Can I be honest? Those friends. Those friends sound like they live on the not cool side of the lake. Yeah.
5: (laughs) they live in Arkansas. Uh, So
1: I'll give them that.
2: (laughs) In Arkansas, this (laughs) major entertainment. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What I did on my summer vacation. I got chicken. Um, Were you in the first hundred or were you like 104?
5: Um, I was in the first hundred. I was, I don't know. We were like in the thirties or something. Yeah, oh, it could be, be a you. real
2: That's bummer to jazz. wait all night and then be 101. would know? I mean, like, be. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine, like, because you know, you're if you're kind of a little bit further back, you're you're yeah. counting, you're you're walking the line. Right. You're gonna okay, one, <laughs> two, okay, and can course, you imagine sure. in the morning seeing somebody like? sidle up you know mm. oh, oh no, those have been no, just fighting no. words oh, right exactly. you know like you're gonna catch these names no, today. You know, <laughs> i am
0: 98 <laughs> i, <must laughs> uh, be a I fight stayed fight up all night wait for this chicken you're not yeah. getting in the way of me i chicken. am 98
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, that person i would be that guy i would be on <laughs> alert i would call out yeah. anybody yeah, you right, catch these coupons, you catch these hands <laughs> that's right <laughs>
3: yeah that's right that's right
2: all right well just uh thanks for uh listening and and uh congratulations on being our listener of the week it's such a high honor
5: it is. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> it. All
2: right. Hey, if you want to be our, our listener of the week, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts and send us three interesting facts about yourself. Jesse watches yeah. the feed like a hawk, and uh, if one catches mm. his eye, I do too, um, uh, he'll, uh, he'll maybe you'll be selected for next week's show. Yep. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. Many thanks to our sponsor for making the episode possible. Remember, at ZipRecruiter, you can try it for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. You can try uh, to... Uh, we've used ZipRecruiter and it's fantastic uh, way to find uh, great candidates for your job openings. Also, thanks to Christine Kane. You can follow her on Twitter at Christine Kane. And make sure to check out her new book, Unexpected. It is out now. Well, I guess with that, we'll wrap it up. Okay. Two weeks in the can. So far, so good. I like it. I'm liking it. Let us know what you think about the new format. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, Let us know, uh, you know, what you think about two shows a week. And if again, if you missed uh, Wednesday's episode, go check it out. You you won't want to miss the uh, Andy Minio interview and the hot takes about lighthouses. (laughs)
3: Lighthouses.
2: All right. Okay. Well, I'm Cameron Strang.
1: I'm Andre Henry. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey.
3: And I'm Annie F. Downs.
1: We'll see you guys on Wednesday. and slap the top of LeBron's head as hard as he can in an effort to rub off his hair plugs.
4: Relevant Podcast Network